Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Golf Course Industry Magazine Editor-in-Chief Guy Soprano. We have an awesome podcast here, and we have two guests. Joining us are Josh Lewis, the superintendent at Sharon Heights Golf and Country Club in Northern California, and Akoni Ganier. Akoni is the Simplot Turf and Horticulture representative covering the region where Josh works. Josh and Akoni were subjects of the More Than Sale profile in the June issue of Golf Course Industry, and this podcast accompanies that story. But before we get going with Josh and Akoni, a word from our sponsor. The real beauty of a golf course starts with what happens below the surface where proper hydration can make or break your hard work. Drink it all in with Simplot Surfpack. Surfpack promotes optimal hydration of hydrophobic soil so you can keep your turf green, vibrant, and playable. Surfpack is part of the Simplot Turf and Horticulture Performance Pack line. Each performance pack has been shown to be highly effective at elevating performance, enhancing plant health, or resolving specific threats. Learn more about all 10 performance packs at th.simplot.com. And also read and follow label directions, confirm registration for use. So we're glad that Simplot Turf and Horticulture is supporting this great series. And we're glad that Josh and Akoni took so much time to join us. And we know that you're going to learn a lot about not only Josh and Akoni's relationship, but about the relationship between superintendents and the industry professionals who are working to help them. Well, Josh and Akoni, it's great to have you on this podcast. We're excited to tell this story about the relationship uh, that both of you have and ha- how it helps Josh do his job. And the, the first thing I want to ask is, Josh, just describe Sharon Heights Golf and Country Club in your own words and everything you and your team are working with on a daily basis. Oh, boy. Um, so we're uh, uh, one of the, you know, I guess, high-end clubs in the Bay Area uh, in Northern California, um, located just off Sand Hill Road, which is kind of also known as uh, Venture Capital Row. Very high, I guess, focus on business, finance, uh, lots of, um, you know, very intelligent, very smart, very tech-focused, business-focused, finance-focused members. Creates a really high-energy environment, and, um, you know, it's a unique it's a unique club in the club world, and a lot of that just is based off of location and zip code and, and the type of folks that that come and join there. But it's an exciting place to be, and uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of good turf-related things on the on the calendar, hopefully moving forward and, um, you know, just trying to focus on, focus on the basics still. I'm still, this is heading into year three now, season three. So, you know, lots of teaching and training, mentoring, attention to detail, um, you know, gradually implementing the programs, you know, and letting those things take their course, which is generally about a three-year process. So starting to see some of those uh, fruits of those labors, I suppose. Everybody in this industry knows that there's not a typical day for a golf course superintendent, but Josh, just try to describe daily, weekly, and monthly life for you and your crew. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, it's, you know, I think the biggest thing for us in this part of the world is is the length of the season. So, like, for instance, this year, we're going to, you know, the last calendar year, we're going to have under five inches of rain. Um, so we're, you know, we have a 10 or 11 month irrigation season here. Uh, so I would say that our main focus most of the year is on, you know, water management. Um, you know, one of the things I, I love and one of the things I hate about this part of the country and managing turf here is that um, is that focus on irrigation. But it does make you very, very good at managing water and managing an irrigation system. So that's typically priority A for myself, the assistant, and some of our top 
uh, leaders on our crew. And then, you know, the typical things, you know, the last year uh, for sure has been a lot about traffic management, uh, dealing with, you know, way more rounds than we're normally seeing. You know, last year we had uh, these, you know, uh, incredible fires that we had in the North Bay and kind of all around us, which led to some crazy uh, air quality and, you know, even had total darkness one day in the middle of the day. And so that creates a lot of crazy humidity issues and things like that. You know, unfortunately, we're starting to see that a lot more on an annual basis, but that has led to some some high disease pressure uh, in the area, which is kind of abnormal. But, um, you know, we've got, at this point, we've got a crew, you know, and we're ranging between 15 and 20 green keepers. And, uh, you know, we do a, a relatively good amount of rounds, but nothing compared to, you know, obviously some of the, the higher end uh, or, or higher traffic uh, public environments or private environments were, were more moderate. Um, but, you know, typical day is, is obviously very similar to any other golf course. Get up, get the grass cut, make sure it's watered right, set up in front of play, and then start planning the next day. Oconee, what is your typical day like in the role that you have? Um, you know, my main focus is to, uh, to be out in front of um, the, the guys I work with, which are golf course superintendents, um, and, and try to visit with them and um, try to figure out what, what's, uh, what, the, what the best way is that we can help them um, to do their job uh, most efficiently and um, and be successful. So, uh, my my main focus each day is to to con you know have contact with with um, customers, whether it's in front of them, you know, person to person, or um, you know, on the phone or text. Um, but really, just to keep in contact and and make sure uh, I'm available when they need. Um, when they need me, uh, when they have questions, and uh, also to keep the, the service um, aspect of, of what I do um, constantly moving and, and, and working correctly. What territory do you cover, and how interesting is it to get to know the people and see the golf courses in that particular territory? I cover all of Northern California, so I live near Sacramento, and um, <clears throat> I... Uh, cover all the Bay Area, um, from Monterey uh, up to basically the Oregon border, um, all the way to the coast. So pretty large territory. And you know, generally speaking, I was a golf course superintendent in the area uh, prior to uh, working for Stemplot, so I had a lot of uh, contacts to begin with. I knew a lot of the guys already, uh, so really just trying to find where I fit into to this position um, uh, and and continue to uh, establish these relationships and, and build on the relationships that I already had and um, continue growing um, existing relationships. And so I, I guess I would say I've been most of my customer base uh, I already knew. So getting to know guys, it really is getting to guy, know guys better. Um, some guys have, you know, moved moved on from one golf course to another. So um, learning that that golf course or property with them in a new environment is another part of the job. Um, but really, really, I, I kind of 
try to be an extension of their of their team and their uh, what their resources are, and um, just really try to help and service in any way that I can, whether it's whether it's fertilizer or, or seed or, or pesticides or hey, I just uh, got a quick question or you got a minute to chat about. It could be could be something else totally unrelated to work or golf course. To be family related, uh, a lot of a lot of these guys I know, I know well. They're 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 friends, um, and we should we share common interests, and we have we have a lot of things outside of work life in common as well. What led each of you to your particular role, and what led each of you to pursue pursue turf grass management and maintenance as a career? Uh, Josh first. Uh, I would say like probably, you know, ninety percent of this business I. I started out playing golf and, um, you know, got to a certain point where my golf habit outpaced my parents' willingness to pay for my golf habit. <laughs> so um, they, my mom basically said, are you old enough for a summer job? My recommendation is find something that affords you to, you know, free golf or discounted golf or something because you, you're killing me. Um, so, I, you know, I started out doing it as a summer job in high school and, and finding a way to pay for golf and got to a certain point and, and, um, you know, really liked it, enjoyed being outside, didn't really know much about how to make a career out of it, but, um, learned to, you know, learned to love it. So, uh, I was really fortunate to be in, uh, Coos Bay, Oregon, growing up in Coos Bay, Oregon, started working at Coos Country Club and, you know, in, the late nineties, of course, Bannon Dunes was being built, you know, 30 minutes away. So it was a logical move after kind of cutting my teeth there at the local club to, to go down to Bannon. And, and that's kind of when my eyes got open to the possibility of doing this as a career and started getting some mentorship from guys like Ken Nice and, um, you know, Eric Johnson was there at the time. And, and so they kind of guided me towards Oregon state and, and, uh, started the education process, you know, I was abandoned and then got to do things there that I still look back and kind of shake my head at and didn't realize the value at the time. But, um, you know, looking back at the build golf courses and, and host USGA championships and be around great turf professionals really kind of set a foundation for me. And, um, you know, kind of, I guess one thing led to another, you know, bouncing, kind of bouncing around the whole West coast a little bit from, uh, you know, Oregon State to Pasa Tiempo to, to Chambers for the U.S. Open uh, in 15 and then back down to California uh, after that at uh, Almaden Golf and Country Club and then back here to Sharon Heights uh, about two and a half years ago now. So Northern California specifically came about because after the U.S. Open at Chambers, I just kind of looked at my wife and said, you've, you know, you've followed me everywhere um, as I've kind of built this thing and we kind of hit a a page turner with you with the open so you know where do you want to go where do you want to raise our kids where do you you know what's next and she said well i I really like the bay area so um fortunate enough to be a finalist for two different spots down here and she liked the sun better than the fog so we went to uh went to san jose but no it's been good settled in and and uh i have no complaints and how about you, Akoni? Do you like the sun better than the fog? Definitely. Um, the older I get, the, uh, the more sun and shine and, and warm weather I enjoy. So, um, 
Yeah, my route's probably a little bit different than Josh's as far as getting into the industry. Um, I was probably a little late to the party as far as the golf aspect of it goes. Didn't really start playing golf till probably my early 20s. Uh, I grew up in the, the North Pacific Northwest, just outside of Portland, Oregon, and um, we had a, my family had a small, very, very small landscape to slash yard service business and basically a summer job for, for myself and my two brothers that my dad created. So I've been kind of mowing grass and um, raking leaves and doing this uh, kind of manual labor thing for, for a while. Um, and, and then when, when I started playing golf, I kind of put those two together and realized that there, there's a job and there's a whole industry created around the game of golf and, and you know, cutting grass. And uh, kind of looked into it and found myself at Oregon State. And uh, a few internships later, uh, after I, I finished Oregon State, I graduated from there. was fortunate enough to um, be selected uh, to work in the uh, Northern California Golf Association Superintendent Mentor Program. Um, and was able to work at Cypress Point Club uh, right out of school. I was there for just over six years, and uh, five years, five of those years, I was the first assistant, and so had a, a great experience. Uh, fantastic mentor in Jeff Marco, and just a wonderful uh, experience right out of school uh, for my you know, first first job. Um, as a, as a manager in the industry. And after that, I uh, found myself back up in Oregon at Tokatee Golf Club, which is uh, kind of central Oregon, kind of between Bend and Eugene, Oregon. was there for a few years um, as my first head superintendent job. And um, a couple of years into that, found myself back here in Northern California at uh, Winchester Country Club. New opportunity. Um, and, and similar to Josh, um, my family, my wife, we, we liked Northern California. Um, and so we decided to, to come back and been, been in this area for seven years now. A uh, couple of years, first couple of years was at Winchester Country Club as the head superintendent and kind of got to a point in my, my career, in my life that was looking for a little bit of a change and you know, found myself, uh, Simplot Turf and Horticulture was um, ready to open up the territory in Northern California, and stars aligned, and, and things worked out. So I was able to be uh, hired on as their, their first sales rep in the Northern California territory back in 2016, and here we are today. Josh, when and how did you meet Oconee? Officially, probably, you know, goes back to the Oregon State days. Um, Oconee, I, I think you were a year ahead of me graduating class or maybe two but we had a mutual friend named Jason Oliver who overlapped both of us and so when I got to Oregon State I kind of you know latched onto this I say kid he was younger than me but who was just a, a an all-out ball of fire and, and couldn't have been more turf industry I mean you talk about somebody that drank the Kool-Aid and then made a glass for everybody else. I mean, it, it was insane, but just a phenomenal high energy guy, just, just incredible to be around. And he was kind of the, 
I guess, the bonding agent between the county and I. And we, we more or less, we kind of turned into this, this, uh, you know, trifecta of, uh, of friends in the business. And Jason, you know, he graduated just slightly ahead of me, one, you know, I guess a half a class ahead of me, came down to build and, and grow in the uh, Siebel practice facility at Stanford. And, you know, Coney at that time was at Cypress and I was kind of looking, you know, in 2010 is when I graduated. And so the economy and, and the golf industry was just decimated. And so I was looking for, for opportunities and, and the NCGA superintendent, you know, training mentorship program uh, that Oconee was involved in had some opportunities, one of which was at Pasa Tiempo. And so, you know, talking to Oconee a lot more about, you know, potentially even going to Cyprus, uh, they had a spot open as well. And then, you know, Jason being down here and, and everything else, it just kind of made sense. So when I graduated and ended up at Pasa Tiempo in the NCGA program, um, that's more or less when, when the relationship really took off. Um, you know, not only having the friendship there, but also, um, you know, being alumni at the same university, both being from the Northwest, uh, having this, you know, this awesome common friend in Jason and, and then, um, uh, you know, the McKenzie connection too between Pasatiempo and Cyprus. Um, and then unfortunately, uh, about a year after I moved down, uh, Jason actually passed away. And I think that probably was the point at which, you know, Coney and I's friendship, you know, on a personal level really took off because that hit us both really hard. And, uh, you know, even to this day, we, we have a lot of those conversations around, you know, we'll just kind of be, we'll be sitting there, you know, at GIS or, or at an industry event or playing golf somewhere. And we're like, man, you know, Jason, you know, just out, out of nowhere, one of us will say, man, Jason would have loved this. You know, this would have been, this would have been the three of us, you know, but um, I would say that's kind of, kind of initially where the, where the relationship really took off. And then, and then of course, you know, the, the vendor relationship developed, you know, pretty much as soon as he went to work for Simplot. So, Josh, how important are these relationships and networks to doing an incredibly difficult job like you and your peers do on a daily basis? Oh, it's, it's, it's invaluable. Um, I, I have this conversation with a lot of superintendents, and the way I've always looked at this is, you know, I even had this conversation in interviews, you know, for jobs, and I, I say, you know, you're not they'll, – they'll ask a question, obviously, that, you know, you're not going to have the answer to, and you say, you know, I – Maybe I don't have the answer to that, but I got somebody in my Rolodex that does, you know, so your network and, and who, you know, and your support group. And, and I call it, I call it my team. I mean, I, I don't do this on my own. Um, you know, I have, I have trusted folks, uh, whether they be superintendents or, or, you know, turf professors or, you know, or vendors or whoever it, it is that in all honesty, they're coming to work with me every day because they're, they're going to pick up the phone every time I call and a Coney's at the top of that list. I mean, whether it's, whether it's, you know, a, a business related question, uh, a staffing related question, you know, um, or turf or, you know, whatever that might be. Um, I know he's going to answer the phone and, and have, you know, solid grounded advice for me on, on whatever it is I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, and it's not, it's not just, turf related. The great thing about a Coney is he's been in our shoes. He's been a superintendent. He's got that background. 
um, he knows this industry. He knows the struggles that aren't just grass related. And so it's great to be able to have that sounding board and somebody to bounce those things off of. And, and I know he's going to give me honest, straightforward advice and he's not afraid to tell me if I'm off base too, which is what I value. You know, I value that honest input. So, you know, I have, I have a handful of those guys that I really trust. And, and like I said, that, that relationship, I, I couldn't do my job without that. There's no, no doubt in my mind. Being a part of a team and especially a successful team is one of the uh, greatest rewards of life, really, in a lot of ways. And Akoni, how does it make you feel when somebody like Josh or the other customers you deal with tell you that you're, you're part of the team? What, how does that make you feel when you hear, hear something like what Josh just said? Oh, um, it, it's great to hear. It's, uh, it's very satisfying a part of this job to know that you're, um, like we said, an extension of, of their team. And, you know, when I, when I made the decision to, to go from superintendent and to come to uh, the sales side, which you know, sometimes we, in the industry we joke is the dark side, um, you know, I, when I made that decision, it was a hard decision. Uh, it took a while for me to mentally um, come to grips with that, and, and this is the route that I wanted to go. And, you know, I knew I didn't want to leave the industry. I still wanted to be part of the industry and, and, and be part of golf. Um, and so this is, this is where I found myself. I'm like, this is, I can still use my background and my, my experience and my knowledge, and I can still offer something um, to the industry by doing this job. And so to feel like I'm still, you know, I get to go see, Golf, as much golf turf, uh, you know, on a daily basis as, as I want to, or if I need, if I, you know, it's not every day because of my, my schedule, but uh, you know, Josh and, and, and all the superintendents that I work with, they're at, they are there at the course every day. And so they see it day after day after day. So when I come and I visit, you know, whether it's every two weeks or every four weeks or what, whatever it may be, when I stop by to visit, Sometimes we take a tour. Sometimes we look at, you know, different things. And, and I can just look at one thing. And I'm a second, I'm another pair of eyes, second set of eyes that comes in and, and gives an outside perspective from a different vantage point or a different angle with 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 experience of growing grass. Maybe I came from another course just down the road and might have seen the same thing and, and we kind of connect the dots. Uh, but I really enjoy that aspect of just being a part of, of the team on a holistic basis. Josh, we have a lot of uh, younger listeners to our podcast. What can a golf course superintendent do to strengthen his or her relationship with people like Oconee and other people that work for the companies that serve the industry? Well, I think hopefully in this podcast, see that Oconee and I's relationship is probably even a little different, even on the, even on the industry standard. We Our friendship runs pretty deep, you know, even outside of work. But my biggest thing, I think, is, is for guys to make sure that you're open to the input. It would be difficult for someone to show up at your golf course for the first time, uh, you know, maybe go for a ride around your golf course and try to be helpful. You know, that's a hard position. And I think a lot of times superintendents have this, I don't know if it's this, uh, it's this weird boundary, right, between, you know, what they do and what the vendor provides. They're a salesman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, salesman. To me, that, they're not salesmen. They're other educated qualified, well-traveled turf professionals that are there to help. And so 
I think being open to taking those meetings, making sure that when those guys, you know, reach out that you're responsive, even if you can't take the meeting, even if you're already busy or whatever else, you know, at least respond and, and foster a relationship because you never know when you're going to need that person's help with something. I've talked to guys a lot that maybe have preferred vendor. And they say, I'll get a call at six in the morning. Hey, you know, my, my guy that I typically use is out of XYZ or can't make it here this morning. I need, you know, I need this. Where can I get it? You never know when you're going to have to make that call. So don't write anybody off and don't, you know, don't drive wedges where, you know, and we don't do that intentionally, but you can over time, you know, unintentionally do that. You know, be open to those people and, and their, their input and their, you know, their their potential contributions to what you can do to be successful and realize that they are, we can't do our job without, without that side of the business and they're professionals, they're industry professionals, just like we are. And so treat them with that respect, treat them with the same amount of admiration and respect and regard that you would, you know, another superintendent or, or somebody else in the industry. This kind of this wall between superintendents and, and quote unquote salesmen is, is, is archaic and dumb, in my opinion. So um, there's so much that that you know, vendors and 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 guys on the Coney side of this thing bring to bring to our operations and bring to our success. It's just to me, it's silly to to label or to you know put up those kind of boundaries. Just be open-minded, encourage that, and foster that relationship. Yeah, we'll also I'll throw in we're, we're all on the same side. No, there's no dark side. Sales side, superintendent side. It's like I, I look at it as we're all on the same side. We're all trying to accomplish our goal, and I think the goal is to, to grow great turf and, and provide great conditions for for the customers, the golfers, whether it's public, whether it's private. Um, we all want the same thing. We all want our golf courses to to shine and, and be be the best that that they can be from a playing standpoint, a visual standpoint, the, the whole thing. We all want the same thing. And so try to try to work together to accomplish that. Last thing here, and this is for the the both of you, uh, Oconee first, how rewarding has this career journey been and how neat is it to have some of these shared experiences with uh, somebody like Josh over an extended period of time now? Oh, it's, it's very rewarding, you know. You know, golf in itself is a journey. You know, look at the game. You start at hole one and you end at hole 18. And, you know, some days are good, some days are bad. And, uh, you know, I, I look at this, this job and, and my career and, and the industry kind of the same way. You know, I'm in my early to mid-40s, so I'm, you know, somewhere on the – I'm probably making the turn, you know, in, in my career. So I'm probably on the ninth hole somewhere, maybe, maybe – Maybe going to the tenth tee, I don't know, but I'm very happy with my career thus far, where it's been, where it's taken me. Um, you know, we often say, and I, I believe this is true, that work in in, in any industry, but especially our industry, is it's about the people. It's about who you who you work with, who you get to be around, who you get to rub shoulders with, and so that for me is number one, and that's why I feel like I I, I thoroughly enjoy my job. And what I do because of the, the people that I get to work with and see on a daily basis, whether it's I'm talking to them on the phone or whether I'm visiting so-and-so in person um, and whether it's just your customers, superintendents, or 
even you know coworkers of mine within Simplot that I get to interact with. So I think that that's the most important and satisfying part is you know, I enjoy what I do because of the people that I get to interact with and, and be around. And, you know, Josh and I, like he mentioned, uh, friendship's been around a long time and it just continues to, to grow. And, you know, it's fun to, to look back and what we talk about and joke about, well, you know, 15 years ago, Oregon State, what we were doing and, and kind of how things have evolved and where we are at, at this point in our careers and lives. It's, it's fun to, to kind of um, look back at it and talk through those things and laugh about different aspects of what we did or where we were or what we were thinking or how we thought or how we perceived the industry or, or jobs back in 2010 to now it's 2021 and, and things have changed so much, you know, technology and and you know the industry as a whole, and so just trying to really keep up and, and and stay stay in tune with what's going on and and continue this journey and and enjoy it. We talk about it too. We got to step back and enjoy. You know, work can be stressful, especially the superintendent position. So how do we how do we enjoy the journey while we're on it? That's that's the, that's the big question. I think it's you know try not to take things too serious and play more golf and continue to talk about and recognize what's going on so we can get better and improve. That was perfectly said, Josh. I don't know how you can top that, but uh, how, how cool is it to see people like Oconee and others that you've come up with through the industry have success and how rewarding has all this been from your perspective? I think Oconee said it really well. <laughs> I would just echo that to some extent. I mean, it, for me, I, mm-hmm. I've been lucky and, and fortunate in my life and, and as Tony, you know, to have great mentors. And, you know, one of the things I think we've both kind of been mentored on is, is the fact that this business, you know, on the micro level is about, you know, green speeds and water management, fertility and disease pressure and those types of things. But on the macro level, it's all about people. And, you know, in my line of work, it's all about, you know, like I said, relationships with vendors. But, you know, I, I, remember a conversation that I had with Bruce Williams many years ago. And and he said, you know, how he gauges people ask him in his career, how he gauges success. And he goes, he just, he threw a number out and I forget what the number was 52 or something like that, probably way off. But everybody's like, what does that mean? He goes, that's the number of people that have worked for me that are now successful superintendents. And that stuck with me forever. And it's, it's really interesting and, and rewarding for me to see, the people that I've at some point, you know, how minuscule um, it may have been, been able to help, you know, whether it's through a challenging time, um, you know, maybe speak out on their behalf as it relates to getting a job, um, help them through, you know, a diagnosis type issue with something or just be available to listen. That on the industry side is one thing, but on the, on the professional side for me, you know, it's, it's also the relationships with members and the rest of our staff and our team and everything else. It's, it's really when you get to a certain point in life, you realize that it's, it's all about people. And, you know, that's really what's going to, you know, sustain long-term success even after you're done working is what have you done to make other people better? What have you done to make the industry better? What have you done to make the world better? Um, and how 
however small those little things might be, they add up, you know? And so I think that's, that's what's been great for me is watching, you know, watching relationships grow, you know, whether it be something like what Oconee and I have or, or watching, you know, guys that I hired 10 years ago that are now, you know, assistants or superintendents and their careers develop and their families grow and their kids grow and, and everything else. So I think that to me is what's, what's great about what we get to do. If you had been on social media, that's just gotten bigger and broader and, you know, now I get to go to GIS and and plan to hang out with guys that I've met overseas or, um, you know, in other countries around the world. You know, it's not just, you know, getting together for coffee with a few guys, you know, in the local area anymore. Um, so I, I think that's been incredibly rewarding. And, um, you know, I, I look back, I've been super fortunate to be, places that I've been and worked for people that I've worked for and worked with people that I've worked with. And the older we get, I think the more our, our focus shifts away from, you know, how to grow perfect turf more to like, you know, how to raise great kids and how to, you know, have a great marriage and what does balance look like and what does, what does the next 20 years look like? Who can I help? And so that's, what's just great about these types of relationships is that, 15 years ago, we were talking about, about turf. And, and now most of what we talk about is how am I going to get my 15 year old son through high school? The relationships are everything in what we do nowadays. Wow. Josh Nakoni, this was an incredible conversation. Uh, Thanks for taking so much time to do this. I know it's really early out your way and best of luck to both of you this year. And thanks to what both of you do for the industry. Thank you guys. It's been an honor. Thank you. Happy to be a part of it.